This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. I always love having uh, Dana Camp in here just for the obvious reasons, but also you smell like clean laundry all the time. <laughs> like you always smell, you, like I, there are certain people that when they walk in the room, uh, who else is one of them? Uh, Nick, uh, no, uh, Nick, who works here, smells clean, like laundry, <laughs> like, like. It's like, well, the other day I pulled a sweatshirt out. I hang my sweatshirts, whatever. I so pulled one I. out of the closet, right? And it was in near the back yeah. and instantly could smell is gain. Mm-hmm. That gain. gain smell. I love that smell. Yes. And I was like, oh, wow. And I haven't worn it forever, but it still had that. Mm, yeah. Yes. That, we got gain. Yes. I was going to say flavored. It's not flavored. Gain scented kitty litter. Yeah, I've so, got that too. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a little it's, overpowering. It's a, well, it's a little overpowering, but it's a double-edged sword because before you didn't know when they just pooped. No. Now when they smell like gain, they just got out of the bathroom. That's it. And but, it smells like your clothes now. Yes, so but like, it smells good. It smells good though. It does, yeah. but it's, it smells like kitty litter. It does. It smells, now, <laughs> now my clothes smell like kitty litter. Well, well, mine has to be shampoo or something because we yep. use zero scented everything because my granddaughter has skin issues. Yep. So we can't have any well it must well, be your hair then because yeah. it's it's, it's something, gotta be yeah, yeah. and That's there's awesome. a lot of hair so yeah right <laughs> there you go traps a lot of those aromas oh my god now if somebody doesn't know who you are how would you how do you describe yourself amazing no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm hilarious i can still be gentle and deliver information you don't want to hear super awesome um, smell good yeah i smell i smell amazing <laughs> um <laughs> sparkly blue eyes a little yes. fairy light i don't know there you go um, there you go i I, like gen- it. I, I just help people understand themselves better mm-hmm. and accept themselves. Would you um, say numerologist? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I that's would probably that. my shtick, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Intuitive numerologist, um, perception coach. That's what I call myself. Nice. So, I like that. Yeah. It took me a while to figure that out. Did you invent that? I, yeah, I did. That's really, you should, you need to whatever with that. Trademark yeah. Trademark it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Uh, <laughs> we'll Google that. I'm yeah. sure there are many of us. But, um, and I've had people go, Ooh, that matches me. And I go, eh, it's nah, fine, but okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, I'm the first, so, <laughs> I'm the first perception coach because really that's what I do. I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I'm just helping them shift the way yeah. they look at things mm-hmm. to bring more joy into their life. Right. Put another set of eyes on it. Yeah. Well, just the, the, with a neutral. Yeah. With the, the numerology, I sit into true. their energy, true. whatever their chart is. And yeah. I go, how does it feel to be this person? Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, yeah, wow, okay, that would hurt, and this yeah. would. So how do we? How do I help them understand themselves in a way that they can shift mm-hmm. into more alignment with their higher self? I guess would yeah. be a good way to put it to shift into that to the path that would bring them on using more your assets. Like, yeah. like it's always playing to your strong points, right? Right. As opposed to you, man, I want to be a writer so bad. I want to write a book, and I can't write worth crap. Mm-hmm. But you keep beating yourself up trying to do it. And, and it's a struggle. Yeah. And it's like, wait, you actually probably have a talent. What are your strengths? And a strength that you should play into. But then I can help you take your challenges and turn those into strengths. Nice. Right? Because. But you have to identify it. Everything is yeah. a gift. You just have to know how to 
get all of your frequencies to work together mm-hmm. to be the best version of yourself. Speaking yeah. of frequencies, I, a podcast I listened to, they were mentioning the other day something about vibrations lately mm-hmm. and a lot more people being aware mm-hmm. and and sensing things and feeling differently now that they're aware of how things work and that everything has a vibration. Yep. And now that you're aware, you feel things that you didn't, you felt them before, but you couldn't identify it. And, and the last week or so has been crazy. It's been a little ungrounded. Has it? I mean, it's not just, it's not just me, right? I mean, it's like. A little off. uh, Yeah. Like, like not, not squarely flat footed on the ground. Squirrel. Thank you. Squirrel energy. Oh, like your attention is like divided. It's like, you can't focus. It's like you're all over the board and you're like, I need to find a path. Mm hmm. Yes. Like this morning when I threw in your address and mm-hmm. I, uh, and then Google Maps corrected it to just straight up Omaha. <laughs> and so oh. I just autopiloted, you know, I'm like, oh, whatever you were it thinking says, about other whatever things. it says, because I'm bad with directions. So I just trust Google. Anyway, it took me downtown Omaha instead of here. So you which saw is the other way. So <laughs> when you hit Martha, did you go? <laughs> You're that lady that drives into the lake because Siri told, said, or said to I was like, I don't remember them being by the airport. And then I was like, the airport's like 20 minutes from my house. Why am I so far? I, I could have swore it was like 10 minutes to their place. Oh, and then I look and it's like 149th. And I was like, son of a bee. Mm, son I of was a like, bee. son of a. And then I was like, how long is it going to take me to get there? Because I told them I'd be early. And, and you got here like, right on time though. 25. Well, yeah. on time, but not when I said I was going to come early and I was like <laughs> but then I was like it's okay because everything is in divine timing That's and right. whatever whatever reason that I was steered away from my destination yeah. was for a reason you, you know what's fun, you what's, fun, what's interesting yeah. though? exactly so I didn't get too stressed out about it I was just like Gas, hello. But it wasn't meant to be because, well, that's true right Gas now. prices Ooh. are high. I'm like, Ridiculous, oh. ouch. Um, is that we had a meeting pop up. And so we were in a meeting when you walked in. Right. And I knew everything was happening for a reason. Cr- I mean, really, that's crazy, though. I, it, so I mean, I, it's okay. It is kind of crazy. It's all right. It's all right. Everything all right. is always all right. He's okay. So what's on your mind lately? What, what kind of things are you seeing where people are, besides squirrel energy? Good well, Lord. Uh, now that I know that this is not just, it's not just, I can't focus. It's, there's a reason. Yeah. Stuff's just out of. Well, and remember, we're in a five-year. That's right. You talked about this yeah, before. Which is the squirrel. So <laughs> it is the squirrel. <laughs> so it can be like this all year. Yeah. So five, <laughs> five year is change Great. and opportunity, and it can be a little ungrounding, and it can feel restless, and people can be, you know. Isn't that, okay, so uh, uncanny that we had the year we just had last year. Yeah. And then we're going into a year with this kind of energy. Yeah. Well, this is, we have to have this. Have to have it. It's always this way. So the energy always goes in one through nine, one through nine, one through nine. So what happened last year? It wasn't the specifically what happened was expected, but something. Oh, it was expected by me. (laughs) (laughs) Because four energy is all about security and insecurity. And we were in an enormous amount of fear as a collective. Yeah. So that's what would come out of fear in a collective in a year of security versus insecurity is basically it's all about foundation and our foundation was washed out. It was like we built everything on sand and what we did have had a crack in it. And so it was like drawing our attention to the things that weren't working Mm -hmm. so that in a year of five, right on its heels, we could make the changes. Right. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So we're early in that first year, early in this year, um, first quarter. 
um, just about wrapped up. That's hard to believe that we're already right. this far into this year. Well, it actually started, like the energy started to shift in September. My goodness. Into this vibe energy. So the four and five were, energy's always in flow. Yeah, it did. Right? It, it never did. stops and starts. So it's like right around the election, we started to see the shift for change. And even though uh, he wasn't president yet, he had already started laying the work and the yeah. plans for taking over for he was in the first doing. of the year, right? So he was okay. already like the shift was already in motion. Yeah. It's not like come full stop and then yeah. wait for the it green It never light. does. Energy's always in motion. Interesting. Did yeah. he even know so, that he was making those? Sh- I'm just kidding. No, I'm stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Stop it. I'll let it that Anyway. Um, Everything so, is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I know. Just, uh, oh. It just Step is. out of resistance yes. because it only hurts you. That's there right. There you go. You should have, right. I should have a pillow that says Seriously. That. <laughs> a poster on the wall with a cat hanging on to says, step out of resistance because it only hurts you. So that kind of brings me to what I was thinking we could talk about yeah. today, which is, so our beliefs and then arguing for our limits. Yeah. Because I can tell somebody something and they'll either, it, it'll either resonate or it will conflict with their belief system and if it conflicts with their belief system they will immediately start arguing for the limits of their belief without realizing it yes yes and that that happens it doesn't matter what you believe Uh, it it happens to anybody and and everybody it can happen to and it's stuff that's not even yours right because our beliefs are so deeply Mm -hmm. rooted it's like it's ancestral roots it's stuff that's been in your dna like our beliefs are actually embedded in our dna people don't realize that but your belief about yourself and whether mm-hmm. you can be better than the people who came before you. I, right. I watch um, <laughs> my guilty pleasure, American Idol. I love American Idol. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> contestants on there and, and they, yeah. they verbalize their limiting beliefs all the time. I can't, I can't, this is, I'm not allowed to be better than I am. I'm not allowed to have this. I'm not allowed right. to win. I'm not, I don't deserve to be here. I'm not worthy. So all of these mm-hmm. limiting beliefs mm-hmm. actually get in your head and then you you manifest them, right? She created, yeah. she didn't believe she deserved to be there. And guess what? She's not now. No, she's not. You know? That's probably yeah. the biggest way that people lose is they don't, they don't even expect to win. They don't, they don't even think they, they deserve to they win. Don't, mm-hmm. they, they don't dream big. And yeah. they, and, but it's a, there's so many things working against them in their programming, right? Because everything's a program. Mm-hmm. What you believe a man and a woman is, what you believe mm-hmm. our roles as a man and a woman are, those are limiting beliefs. We know that they're not true. And, and we've been, people have been rallying against that for 50 more years, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about we couldn't be anything but a secretary or a, or a mom yeah. or a nurse. Mm-hmm. And now look teacher. at us. We're anything. Yeah. Yeah. We're anything right. we want to be now. But that took 50 years to break that belief system. And we're still rallying against it. Yeah. Because it's not just our belief. We, though everyone has to get on board with that collective belief. And that's, that's the whole world. Yeah. That's the whole. The human and some race. Place, and some places are far behind. Right. Where we are. Right. Other like, is, different you know, countries. Crazy. And yeah, where does some... that come from? That's mm-hmm. another belief system. That's. That is a cultural or a religious belief system that holds people prisoner, right? And, and don't some people even go so far that the religions were yeah. devi- were divine devised devised in order to create that create that right? But yes. if you mm-hmm. if you say that to somebody who strongly believes in yes. that religion, you will reach you will see them argue for the limits. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You're right, right. They do, and they don't even realize what they're doing. Mm-mm. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and that's with anything. Yeah. Anything. Whatever you whatever you strongly hold. Yep. 
Um, so it's about you know, one a question. Digging into when you meet that resistance to something, going, oh, that's mine. Like if I'm, if I'm triggered, that's <laughs> mine. Mm-hmm. That's for me to work on. If, if you make me upset, that has nothing to do with you. It has to do with my limiting beliefs and me fighting against those beliefs yep. with what you said. Yep. That's very true. And some, yeah. for some people, it's more comfortable to argue that um, than to go, than to move past it. So that requires, <laughs> that requires you to become self-aware. Yeah. And to think outside of your belief system, that can be really challenging for people because it, it's uncomfortable. And it also causes some major disruptions in families. Right. Because what happens when you go against what the collective is like every time someone tries to step outside of the collective, mm-hmm. the collective attacks them and tries to integrate them back in. It's like the Borg. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you will be assimilated. Yeah. You will yes. be assimilated. Yes. Mm-hmm. You will assimilate or we will destroy you. But every single person look back in history, every single person that was a wackadoo mm-hmm. who had something outside the collective box to say, eventually became a, a breaker. They broke the system, right? Like, look at uh, yeah. Tesla. Yes. Yeah. Tesla's a great example, and he rolls right into this frequency stuff we were talking about, Oh, my right? gosh. Oh, my gosh, yes. He, yeah. it, frequency is the future of medicine. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is what heals us, right? Mm-hmm. We just, it's just that we have to get past those belief systems that make us think we need a pill. So it take a couple yeah. generations to get those flushed out? I don't, well, probably it's up five to or us. six. It's up to <laughs> us. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and it's always mm-hmm. going to matter. It's about awareness, right? And it's also in our society, it's about our culture and it's about capitalism and it's about what we, what the group believes. Like if we believe mm-hmm. that it's about money and power and right. position, right? Which is capitalism, really. Right. It right? is. It is. Yeah. And, and to a degree about choice. Yeah. Because if it's not, if you don't have the freedom to make choices and you're told this is the way you do it and this is what you can choose from, then it, it, then you're right back where you started, you know, because you're, you're, you're limited. Well, black and white thinking is limited. Yes. So when you hear people arguing about anything, politics, religion, culture, whatever you want to argue about, whatever, <laughs> it's your beliefs that you're arguing for, um, that black and white thinking is, is a dead end. Right, you're mm-hmm. you're not in a place of because everything awakening is not, or or awareness. That's or crazy. Being yeah. open. I call that the uh, the the prison of two ideas. Mm. So, um, is what that is. It, it that this is only your options, and right. it's not. It's a combination of the two. Right. So, like I look at socialism and capitalism. Mm-hmm. One, they've both been labeled, mm-hmm. and so people have assigned uh, this belief about them. So, if you ask somebody who doesn't go beyond. They're programming. They're mm-hmm. not going to understand how things have grown and changed since mm-hmm. Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Socialism Although is not his the name, same. His name as gets it passed around a lot. Right. Because a lot know? of our stuff yeah. is socialism. Yeah. And we're, we're like, no, no socialism. Okay. Do, do you understand that you already have we socialism? We have a you ton of it that? in this country. So when people argue capitalism versus socialism, right? That's a black and white topic, but it's not because what if we take the best of both of them and blend them together and create something completely new? It's just that we get really stuck on labels. Yeah. We get so... In every aspect of our oh, life. gosh, Every yes. aspect. Yeah. yeah. So when you think about yourself and someone says, well, who are you? And you blame, you're, well, I'm a mom and a daughter and a wife and a And what do all those words and a, mean? And a, and a friend. Yeah. And a, and, but in reality, mm-hmm. if you came here and you don't have... 
Like your nature is not to be nurturing, but yet you're still a mom. You still had babies. Mm -hmm. You might feel that you're not a very good one. Or others might see you and judge you and say, you're not a good mom because you don't do mom things. Mm-hmm. But you didn't come here to do mom things. Right. You came here to be you. That's, that's a mm-hmm. really good point. Because, yeah, yeah people, if they, if they can't fit you in the box, yep. you aren't good at it. And remember, I mean, divorce went through that. Mm-hmm. Just being divorced. Well, the stigma. Was, oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. don't even want to talk. I mean, I remember when one of my cousins got divorced in the Catholic family mm-hmm. that he was in. And he, the last person he told was his mom. And, and was dreading, and mm-hmm. I'm like, and I remember, he's older than me, and I remember that I was a teenager, I think, when it happened, and it was just such, and that wasn't that long ago, but they were deeply rooted, rooted, whatever. Rooted. Deep, whatever. Um, beliefs in that family mm-hmm. is that he knew, yep. and that that would not be accepted. Same with, I, I know. Or remarriage. I have lots of clients yeah, who come to too. me that it's taboo for them to talk to me about what I do. They still come to me, but I visibly can see how nervous they are Yeah, sitting in front of me. Like they feel like they're already, they feel guilty and shamed mm-hmm. and, and embarrassed and worried and scared just because they're talking to me. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's, that is crazy. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. You think about the stigmas. Yeah. And that that's just, their labels. But, but here's the re- but they're talking to me still. Right. Yeah. So somewhere inside of them, they know that their beliefs don't resonate with them. Right. It's something and doesn't feel right about it's courageous it. Courageous yeah. is what it is. When and somebody decides to step outside their their box of beliefs and they're mm-hmm. open minded enough and they, they sense that there's something valuable that somebody that doesn't believe those things mm-hmm. has to share with them, that is absolute courageousness to step into yourself. Mm-hmm. It it is. It's it is actually following your gut. Yeah. And trusting your instincts. Yep. Yeah. Which is really scary. Because yeah. then if you make, if you do trust your gut, whatever, and you go and it's the wrong decision, you, people are so it's scared that you. they don't want, yeah, they, it's a hundred percent. They can't blame anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's because, yep. why well, did this? Because my parents wanted me to be a vet. So it's their fault, whatever. If they make that decision on their own, they're screwed. They're out on the island and by they, themselves. And they are, they use their beliefs mm-hmm. as a scapegoat as well. When they do something they shouldn't do, mm-hmm. they'll use it as their state scapegoat. Well, it's, that's just my religion. Oh yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that hatred part of that? Mm-hmm. I don't part think of so. That. I feel like every religion is rooted in foundation of love. Yeah. And then it's but twisted it's, by us creating rules, power, yeah. right? Because of the power that goes along with being in charge. Right. And, and it's, it's like, it's, who do you allow to be in charge? Why do they get to be in charge? Why do they get to right. decide? You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you see Why? we're going to allow blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, who are you to wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. Why am I following your words? When you can talk to God yourself or your, or source or, or universe your, or whatever, I don't even, you know, honestly, like to me, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm glad you have a belief in I've something. Faithlessness, is, having no faith is worse. Yeah. Is a thousand times worse than not, than having faith in something. Right. So that, yeah. uh, the Scientology um, podcast mm-hmm. with, I can't say her name right Leah now. Remedy. Thank you. I had it in my head and it <laughs> went away. Um, has been eye-opening because it's one man who created this religion that, and, the, and then they indoctrinated mm-hmm. and separated families and shunned, disqualified. The Amish do it. Yeah. All of the religions do All it. All of them yeah. do it. I mean, from one end of the spectrum to the other. And it's conditional It's conditioning, love. right? Right. What, what gets yeah. me is the ones is the love. religions is. that preach love. <clears throat> yeah. Love, inclusion, unless you don't believe what we believe. And then you're out of here. <laughs> right, right. Then, then right. you're out, you're thrown out, we don't right. love you. We're, yeah. But if you believe what if we believe, you, then you're good. If you don't join us, 
Mm-hmm. Totally going to hell. Yeah. Sorry. Totally. You're out. Like, yep. I can't even talk to you. Like, yep. some religions are like, if you leave the church, we aren't even allowed to associate with you. We, we yeah. shouldn't even make eye contact with you if we see you on the street. Because we're going to heaven and you're not. My my um, yeah. ex-in-laws, uh, well, it's a long time. Well, they got divorced a long time ago, mm-hmm. like 30, 25, 30 years ago. There, it was a, a Christian church here in town. They, The whole family went to this church. And as soon as they separated, they were kicked out of the church because of because of the divorce, the separation, wow. and the stigma, 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 whatever it yeah. would bring to the church. Rules. So it was just crazy, though, that this this church is a very high-profile church. Um, and yeah, they're like, that's it. They Their friends, they got kicked out of Bible studies. Their friends <laughs> bailed on them. And it's it like, was what just, does it was, that even, what messaging are right. you sending? How it's does like, that even seem right? You're trying right. to intimidate the other members by making an the example problem, of this family. Yeah. The problem is not yeah. questioning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ones that just blindly go along with things without questioning it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where rules equals conditional love versus mm-hmm. everyone's worthy, love everyone equally. We're all sparks of source and God and we're all equally valuable. Right? Absolutely. Right. So everything that is limiting belief is conditional love. Think about it. Like you don't get good grades. Your parents don't love you. They don't. They they are disappointed in you. So basically, it's conditional. They'll love you and and they'll praise you. Yeah, that's the fine line. If if you make the team, if you get past the test, if you get into this college, if you Mm -hmm. right. There's all these like if you're straight. If it, you marry, yes. I mean, I, I had a friend of mine that was terrified to come out to his family. And I, it's just something that I just, I, I wouldn't, I'll, I've never walked in those shoes. So I don't understand what that would be like to be terrified to tell your family something for fear that they would kick you out of the family. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what limiting beliefs, arguing, like, like beliefs mm-hmm. is everything that controls whether somebody is somebody you can respect or not. Yeah. See that, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to let go of because it's like, well, what am I supposed to base this on? And it's it's like because they've they've always based things on they had their criteria, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna take all that away. Mm-hmm. But now, how do I know if you're a good person? If what you if, don't fit my criteria, what yeah. if you don't need to what judge if you don't that? Need criteria? Right? What if you don't need to judge a person? What if everybody's just worthy, and and we just decide whether somebody is in alignment with us or not? Mm-hmm. We and we know that you know that when you walk in the room, sometimes yeah. when you see somebody, you yeah, you instantly you sometimes can feel that the pull, the attraction, or or, or, repel. or, or repel. Right? Yeah. There's for like, whatever reason, they don't feel right. So, whatever. Yeah. You know, you know that when she walks in the room, so it just feels circle. Yeah. yeah. Frequency and listening to that. That's, and that's what that is. And we're right back to this. To the, that was at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Is that's what you're sensing? Your frequency, and you got to trust your gut. So numeral- and not rely on all these other and numerology oh, is that yeah. numerology is labels for frequency so it's great when i meet somebody that i feel resistance against i immediately want to correct that mm-hmm. and i want to understand them better yeah so i will ask them what their birthday is so that i can understand why they are choosing what they're choosing and then i go and then i can be in total acceptance of it my fear is you know that's my fear if it's triggering me that i don't appreciate something about someone right if i understand you know oh they're just okay they're just super organized and they just really need things to be a certain way i can respect that Mm -hmm. it's not the way i roll but like i get it you can see yeah right i can accept them that way have you ever met someone where you're you know their birthday you're reading them based on their numbers and their personality or what the vibe you're getting from them doesn't match that at all 
where you're like this, I feel great around this person or, or I feel terrible around this person, but their birthday says the complete opposite of what they should be doing. I don't Does really that ever get, happen? No. That's it, crazy. Uh, because everything comes down to where that person's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a spectrum for every frequency, right? Fear and love are the are the opposite ends of each other. Yeah. So when I look at the where they're at, I go, okay, where are they at? Are they in their fear? Because that's not going to feel good mm-hmm. to me. Like that's going to be somebody who's, you know, um, coming from their victim. Yeah. Somebody who's blaming everyone outside of them. Someone who isn't taking responsibility. You know, somebody who needs me to fill their cup every day. Rather, somebody that's taking ownership, mm-hmm. standing in their power, right. owning their owning what they're choosing. Right. Mm-hmm. And doing it from a place of self-love and being okay with people who aren't, who aren't agreeing with them. And that's okay. Like it's going to be really hard to upset me. Yeah. It's because I just accept everybody where they are. And I go, I, I see where you're at and that's okay to be there. Like I don't have, there's no criteria you have to meet for me to care about you. Do you th- and do you think that's because, cause I'm the same way you, you have to do something really bad to upset me. Is that because I, but I feel very confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I, believe what I believe, but I don't put that on anybody else. So therefore it, it's like, whatever you do, as long as you don't physically hurt me or my children, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. do whatever yeah. you're going to do. And you think that kind of stems from yourself? Yeah. Self-acceptance because everything is an inside job, right? Yeah. So if you love and accept and you're gentle with yourself, when you see other people who aren't in alignment with you, you can extend that to them mm-hmm. without having to reject them right? Because when you reject somebody, you're rejecting a part of yourself that you don't want to look at. Ooh, ooh, that's true, right? Yeah. If somebody triggers me, I go, why do you trigger me? What part of me is unhealed that that aggravates that part of me that I don't want to look at? And it's always something you want to bury, right? I call that your shadow work, right? Mm -hmm. That's stuff that's in your shadow closet. You're like, I'm putting that away. I don't want to look at that or deal with that. And every now and then somebody will come up and they'll poke you in that spot. And you get fired up. And it comes right to the front. You go, ooh, what do I need to work on? Because if that person can upset me, which is I gave them the power over Mm -hmm. my inner peace, that's mine. Mm -hmm. That's 100% my work. So that's, yeah, that is very, see, that's coming from a place of self-love because Mm -hmm. I'm taking ownership of it. Yeah. Somebody who just dislikes somebody and doesn't want to look at why they dislike them. It doesn't want to look at that. That's just coming from fear. Then you're Mm -hmm. just trying to put people in boxes so you can put them away and you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. But it's always an inside job. Which is, which is crazy. I mean, it really is to know that you have that much control, that much power, because you always blame your mood, your whatever, your situation you're in life with everything else around you, your job, your friends, your whatever. But really, if you fix yourself, you look at things differently. So that that thing that you had an issue with last week, if you look at it a little differently, maybe it's not an issue anymore. Right. But then comes in the fear of of conditional love. Mm -hmm. Because we're programmed to believe that our biological family is very, very important. Mm -hmm. But they're also the ones who came here to challenge us the most. So Think of the fear of having to tell your mom something she's not going to like. You already know her belief system. You already know how she's going to reply to this. Yeah. Or you project that you know because you might not have given her credit for growing. Right? Right. Oh, true. We we presume a lot. Yeah, that's true. And that's because we project. If we don't think that we're acceptable, people will, re, will bounce that back to us that we're not. Mm-hmm. Right? If we don't love ourselves, then people will keep reinforcing whatever we're putting out, which is... I'm mousy and I I don't feel worthy. And then they're going to go, yeah, yeah, you're not. Yeah. But without even realizing that that's why they're doing it. 
That's cool. okay. So and and that same on a much lower lower level, lower scale. But when you, you everybody knows that person, that's the life of the party. Yeah, they walk in the room, and as soon as they come in, everybody's happy. Yeah. Like it's they're in a great mood. Is that basically the same thing? Like they put out, or is that sometimes they're hiding? Because I know I knew somebody that was that person. Walked in, their energy was like this bigger than life character, but they were really sad inside. Yeah, they were they were just a a. They're, they were a very sad person. I just immediately think of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris and, Farley. And Chris Farley and Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the comedians of the world, a lot of them have been yeah. very sad and they've tried to hurt themselves many times. Uh, Drew Carey. Yeah. Like these are people that we just can't wait for them to open their mouth and bring us joy. Yeah. Right. And the only time they feel that is when we're filling their cup mm-hmm. because they still don't know how to fill it for themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. So it's 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 powerful to think about that. But those people are like the chameleons, right? They become whatever the person in front of them needs from them, and that lights them up. And that helps because they think that they're helping them, or is it is it strictly that they're reacting and feeding off of the energy they're getting from the other people? It has nothing to do with I love to go in a room and make people it's, happy. Think it's of the it other more way as it's more of an instant gratification mm-hmm. than a long term fix. Okay, got it. Right. So we're instant. We're in an instant gratification society. Mm-hmm. Honestly, everybody wants that instant fix. Yeah. People come in, they want me to, you know, well, tell me what's wrong with me and then I'll, and then fix it. And I'm like, well, I can't, personally, I can't fix it. You have to fix it. Yeah. But I can help you get, I can help you uncover the beliefs that are preventing you from getting you give there. Give them the tools to right. get there. I can help to- you get there, mm-hmm. but you're the one that has to do the work. It's self-healing. And like, what's something, and I know that, you know, it's, impossible to do on a 30 minute podcast and you can't fix somebody else, but what's something that somebody can do today that they can start healing themselves? Like, is it more meditation? Is it just downtime? Is it what, like, what can they do? The simplest thing is just to be aware when you're triggered and own that it's yours, not the person that's in front of you. Cause you know, what's crazy is that that will, not only if you do that, that will change the people around you and how they react to you. And it just feeds itself. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, you see people and you know, it's funny, there's, there's so many self-helpers out there and they mm-hmm. have these programs and they're like, do this, do my program and your whole life will be better. And, but the program they've created is the program that worked for them. Right. We're all unique. Mm-hmm. When somebody's like, um, like an activator or an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. They have this, their gift is to influence and to get people to, to take action. But what happens after they do that? Well, it's on them to, to follow up with it. If you're not an influencing activator, their influencing activating program isn't going to be for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've been sucked in. Like influencers are fantastic at mm-hmm. getting people excited about something. But then when they're not in front of you influencing you, you feel this incredible drop off and you're like, well, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Right. Because you're not them. Like when you're at the Tony Robbins retreat, you're all yes. fired up and ready to run through a wall. But as soon as you get home, you Walk forget all fire. about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're you right on. And you're like, what do I do with this? Yeah. You're like, oh, that was fun. And you just kind of drift off. Well, and you, and you try to get everyone excited about what you've experienced and they're like, eh. Yeah. And you're like, because you're not the influencer. Because you're not Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. That's right. So it's like, it's, but you're not supposed to try to be Tony Robbins, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be you. Yeah. So you becoming very aware of what's yours and what's not yours is the beginning. It's the self-awareness and start taking that ownership for the things and start digging down that, going down your little rabbit hole of why does this upset me? What limiting belief do I have? What, what am I arguing for that brings me 
dissatisfaction out of how am I dis how am I creating disharmony in my life yeah. how can I create more harmony and less disharmony and that's by being yourself but think about the beliefs that get put on us you come from a family of farmers you're going to be a farmer mm-hmm. what if you want to be a rock star what if you want to be a doctor what if you want to be a, a cook right a chef yeah your family's like no that's not how we do it we're an egg family yeah you and when yeah. you're an egg family you get married and you stay married no matter what, and you work the farm until you're dead, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's a belief system. And so when somebody goes into that and they step outside of that box, that family makes it really yeah. difficult. They're the black sheep. They're the weirdo. They're the crazy right. person that wants to move to Chicago and be in theater. They're, so, they're the weirdo. Right. And think about how that, if you've always based your self-worth on other people's beliefs, you're never going to be happy because that's not honoring yourself. You're not authentically you. If you want to sing show tunes and tap dance and your family isn't in that groove, is that become your closet secret or do you embrace yourself and do you step outside the box? Here's what every other person on this planet needs from you. The courage to be yourself. Yeah. Because when you do it, you give everyone around you permission to do it too. That's true. You're yeah. absolutely right. 100% right. And they might be in resistance to it at first. So you have to feel, you have to be so sure of yourself. You have to love yourself so much yeah. that it doesn't matter what other people think you about what you're doing. You can't be wishy-washy on it because they'll kill you. They'll well, go in and get you. You can't let other people's projections, everything is, nothing's personal and everything is projection when you're in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. That person is always trying to get you to mirror their belief system so they can feel safe. The bottom line about every person on this planet is every single one of us is trying to get our needs met to feel self, to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel accepted. And the thing is, is we have to do it for ourselves. It's not something that you can get from outside. Not lasting. That's just temporary. Yep. It's like going shopping when you're, when you're having a bad day. It fixes you for about an hour and a half. And then you get your bill and then you're like. Then you're pissed off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Right. So you got to pay attention. Like, are you putting a Band-Aid on this? Are you temporarily feeling better? Or do you want a lasting, like, why are so many people depressed? Why do so many people have anxiety? Well, they're either living in the past or they're too focused on the future where they have no power. Mm -hmm. And being present and in this moment, being aware of yourself Focusing on that, that's, that's where the that's joy huge. is. Well, that's where the joy is. Mm-hmm. Like the present moment is all you really have. Yeah. Nothing else. You, you have no power anywhere else. I've thought about that a lot the last couple of months because my son is, um, he's 18 and he's graduating high school and going to be, um, and, and he's one of those kids that he'd live at home forever. But we're kind of, <laughs> kind of pushing him towards like, listen, it's going to, you're going to, these are the best years of your life, college, mm-hmm. if you want to go to college, whatever, he's going to be moving out with some buddies in the fall. Mm-hmm. And so I've realized that now I'm getting anxiety. The kid's going to be moving out. Right? Right, right. So, and I, and I don't want to look back and remember all the times the, when he was the cute little cuddly kid, that makes me sad. <laughs> but then I don't want to look ahead to Christmas time and he's not going to be living at the house. He's going to be on his own. So I'm really trying to focus on the day, even though, you know, he's 18, he's at home 20 minutes a day. Right. But that 20 minutes, I'm really trying to focus on that time. Right. Um, because I know that it's going to go super fast and he's going to be gone. Right. Um, so you're right. I get sad if I look in the past, I get anxious if I look in the future. So focusing on that 20 minutes, it helps. Right. And, and when you think about why you want him to not leave, that's your, you're uncomfortable in, in, change right yeah what will it be like when he isn't here 
So mm-hmm. we're really thinking about ourselves when we do that too. It's not even really about the other person. Right, it's yeah. It's still about us. Oh yeah, it's, it's about me getting old. It's about me missing time with, it's a, it's a, it's a total me thing. Right. Because I know that he's going to, He's going to have a great time, uh, the time of his life. Those were the best years, so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm super happy for him, but I know all those other feelings are all on me. And he'll still need you, right? Yeah. Like part of that is, is they don't need us anymore. Right. Like my daughter and her fiance have decided to, they bought a, like a shuttle bus and they're turning it into one of those ones that you can drive across the country. Fun. So they've gutted this thing. And when they first told me, that they were going to be done with it in six weeks and they were going to leave. They also have a six-month-old baby, my only grandchild. Oh, man. So they live with us, and they live with us right now. Oh, so you're having a triple whammy then. So I'm like, oh. You're freaking oh. out. So I freaked out for about, I don't know, I, I was in resistance to it for like three days. Yeah. But oh, then okay. I was like, look at the gratitude. Look at the things that I'm going to gain as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's, and and me being happy for them and then me realizing that this was best for everybody. Yeah. Right? Because who wants everything? I mean, you, people have to grow. Yeah. Because with growth, you get you get new adventures, you get new experiences, right. you get all that stuff. So, yeah, you're right. 100% right. And I can't. And, and the other thing is, is I had to look at where I have power. I'm not the, I don't have any power over them. Mm-mm. Only me and my reaction. So if I want to pout for three days, that's on me. Right. And it was, and I was okay with that. I'm like, you know, I'm just. I'm <laughs> I need gonna, to be. I need to sit in this for a second. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna. And that's the other thing is like we think we always have to be positive and upbeat and in you know, but we're here to experience the whole roller coaster of emotions. And so I was like, I just need to sit with this. I just need to allow this because being in resistance doesn't change it. What did I do? I created. I created static between me and her. Mm-hmm. Because I was in resistance to what she wanted to do. I created stress for both of us. Yeah. Right? So when I when I finally stepped into acceptance, it got better. But, like, don't discount those times when you get to lean into discomfort. And when they drive away for that that in five weeks or whenever it is, you, I'm sure you're going to probably sit in it for a little bit, too, because that's they're they're gone. Right. But it'll be fine. Right. But, but they're actually not going now. They're saving up their money. Because, like, that was oh. another anxiety for me. It was like, I wanted them to be fully prepared for this adventure. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like they were ready yet financially. But then they, they came to that conclusion on their own. And so they're staying for at least another year. Okay, that's good. So I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for another year. But, but honestly, funny. I had already accepted that yeah. they were going. And so it was okay. So then look what I got. I just get this bonus of joy, yeah. right? I get another year. That's cool. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So it's like enjoying them. Like you said, enjoy this person while they're in front of you. Enjoy this moment with yeah. them. And that, and know that you're just going to get to create different things. It just changes. Yeah. It's the same. It just changes and gets better. Yeah. Accept, adapt. Like yep. that's what year five is all about is acceptance and being able to adapt and, 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 and just be in a place of allowing mm-hmm. so that we're not in great resistance. Cause when we're, we're literally only hurting ourselves, the more angry you are, you are, you are cutting minutes and hours oh, off yes. of your own joy. Yeah. Well, you're, you're pissed off and you're sitting in your basement for three days, mad at your friends. That's three days that you're. Things, just pissed. Oh, mad over things you've no power. Yeah. I have no power over what my kid does. She's 27. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. She's 27. I have no power over her. Right. I, my son's 18. I have no power. I mean, I, he's in our house right now, so I have a little power. But if he wanted to leave today and go get an apartment, he could go do that. Right. I couldn't stop him. Would you? And then when you really think about it, would you want to? No. Mm-mm. I know. No, I wouldn't want. I know I would. I want him. If I could 
No, I could not. I wouldn't want to because I would be, um, just like I'm sure like with your daughter, you would be taking experiences away from them. Yeah. You wouldn't because they wouldn't because then her and her fiance and their daughter, your granddaughter, what a story they're going to be able to tell when she's five or six, seven, eight, ten years old. Say, well, you know what we did? Well, you were two years old. We lived in a van, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you'd be taking those experiences away from yeah, the and family. It's, and, and it's not, and those aren't for me to decide. Like me trying to control her. Mm-hmm. I'm just robbing her of my acceptance, right? I'm robbing her of unconditional love yeah. because I'm putting conditional. You can't leave or you'll hurt me. Oh, thanks for the guilt. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Because then you do it, then all of a sudden you're hurting your mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she's wearing that around. And then I've created this place inside of her where she feels like she's being controlled. Yeah. Does anyone want to be controlled? No. No. So paying attention to that. And then when you find that you feel like someone is trying to control you, you just have to hold those boundaries. And that comes back to those beliefs again and being able to tell your parents no and going your way that you want to go. And maybe we, you know, if they love you, they they have to deal with themselves. It really has nothing to do with you. Your parents being mad that you want to be this and that's not what they wanted for that's you. That's on them. That is absolutely their yep. issue. Yep. 100%. So knowing what's yours and what's not yours, becoming self-aware, that's where it starts. Okay. Well, Dana, you're awesome. Thank you for coming Thanks. in. We, yeah. So where can um, people find you if they haven't already checked out your site? Um, well, I'm not huge on websites, but you can find me. You can text me directly at 402-960-0624, or you can email me at Dana, D-A-N-A-U-C-A-M-P at gmail.com, and we can set up a time to talk or come in. Um, talk about, I have other services I offer as well that are also frequency. Mm -hmm. So they can call and contact me about finding out more about that as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always here. Let me know if you need me. And you're back with us next month, every month. Yeah. Love having you in. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad you found the studio finally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is all about self-acceptance. Yeah. Uh, You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Pat and JT Podcast. Huda Media Production.